met het balbezit voor Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer speelt de bal. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp neemt de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Del Piero's corner, Giardino had it taken away from him. This is Andrea Perlo looking for space. Did brilliantly. Lehmann is beaten! Grosser has scored! And Italy are heading to Berlin! Drama. Taylor. What do you say? It's a really good ball. It's Shabalala! That's a lovely touch. Lampard! Brilliant! It was in now. That's surely crossed the line. It's not been going to begin. Here we go. Oh! It's so far in. Alvarez Navas trying to get into full flight. Spanish are outnumbered in the Netherlands half, but they're still getting the ball with Iniesta. Now Torres. Iniesta's in the middle. Torres is trying to find him. It's broken for Fabregas. Now it's Iniesta. This is it. That's the goal. Spain have surely won the World Cup. Messi looks just to get the manager. Hamas. My word, this boy's a star. Move over, Shakira. My goodness me, can you believe this? Somebody's going to be a hero. Somebody's going to be a villain. The seemingly impossible has happened. Costa Rica in the quarterfinals. Sees his shot saved by Krull. And Krull has tipped it aside. Netherlands make the semi-finals. Miroslav Klose, and that is a moment of history. That's seven. They cannot believe it. And Brazil's World Cup is surely over. Close and walking off for the very last time. There's still plenty of time for someone to be a hero. Goetze! It's Mario Goetze! Mario Martin! Mario Goetze! Germany are the champions of the world! Hello everyone. This is Prashant Tiwari from Mumbai, India. And I welcome you to the first episode of the podcast, Football Bloody Hell. I'm doing this in collaboration with Tactics FC. Guys, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm really, really grateful. So guys, this is my first podcast, you know. I have I joined the FPL Twitter community in January of 2018 and I, I would like to say that the journey so far has been really, really great. I have met some wonderful people, really helpful people. And in fact, I have been inspired by these lot only to start my own pod. I listened to a number of FPL pods done by some really great people, amazing stuff. And then I thought, you know, why not? I, I'll start try to start my own podcast. So, in the future episodes, you will get to know about my thoughts on Germany in the World Cup, the World Cup in general. The and once the World Cup gets over, we'll talk more about the transfer season, the se- and the upcoming season of 2018-19, and of course, all the fantasy Premier League stuff. So. Without further delay, let's begin.
So, on this episode, guys, I'll talk mostly about Germany's national team in Russia 2018. So, first we look at the qualifying campaign of Germany. Uh, Germany were pitted in Group C of UEFA qualifying campaign for Russia 2018, along with the likes of Northern Ireland, Czech Republic, Norway, Azerbaijan and San Marino. Now, this was a pretty straightforward and easy group for Germany. As expected, uh, Germany topped the group, but they did it by winning all their 10 games. Muller and Sandro Wagner of Bayern München were the top goal scorers for Germany in the campaign, each scoring 5 goals. So guys, if we look at the current form of the Mannschaft, that is the German national team, uh, going into this World Cup, the last 4 fixtures of Germany read as a 0-0 draw with England, a 2-2 draw with France, a 1-1 draw with Spain and a 1-0 loss at home to Brazil. Not exactly what you call a peak form going into the World Cup, but the Mannschaft hardly ever performs in pre-tournament friendlies. We all remember England beating them in Berlin before Euros 2016. And we all remember how that panned out for England. Since going out in the group stages of Euro 2004, the Mannschaft have reached the semi-finals of every major tournament since then and that of course includes winning the World Cup in Brazil in 2014 and winning the Confederations Cup campaign in Russia in 2017. Will it be any different this time around? In my personal opinion, no. Why? Because there is one man leading this team and it's Yoshim Love. If you can put money on one man, in international football, it has to be Yoshim Love. Why? Because he's a man with a plan. A great, grand plan. Now, after winning the World Cup in 2014 in Brazil, Germany automatically qualified for the Confederations Cup of 2017, which were to be held in Russia. There were some big names in there too, with the likes of, you know, Chile, Portugal, Mexico. Now, Yorgi Love could have taken a strong squad and try to win and add yet another trophy to the golden trophy cabinet of the Mannschaft. But boy, doesn't he love a challenge. He rested some of the big name players, selected a B team of Germany and made Julian Draxler, a 23 year old winger from PSG, the captain of the team. He wanted to blood in the youngsters for the World Cup and he wanted to check how, how good they really are. Well, these youth players repaid the face shown by the manager and went all the way to win the goddamn thing. Well, that's how Germans roll, don't they? As Gary Linker once rightly said, 22 men chase a ball for 90 minutes and Germans always win. And did Joachim Love find any good youngsters? Of course he did. We are talking about the German youth here. Joshua Kimmich, Niklas Wöller, Leon Goretzka, Lars Stindl were excellent. But the best of the lot was Timo Werner, yes, that tall striker from RP Leipzig. It seemed that the 22-year-old striker had been playing in the senior Germany team for years now. The understanding of the game, the composure in front of the goal, his movement off the ball, it just, you know, seemed beyond his young age. His form over the past two seasons for RP Leipzig has been absolutely sensational. He has had 56 starts 
in which he contributed with 34 goals and 12 assists. Because of this, RP Leipzig finished in second position in 2016-17 season. And boy, he is still at RP Leipzig. How is he still there is beyond my belief. Maybe the bigger clubs have not swooped in yet because they want to have one final look at this World Cup. And in my opinion, uh, Timo Werner under love will tear this World Cup apart and genuinely announce himself to the whole world. So, Joachim Love uh, announced the 27-man squad for the Mannschaft a few days ago. Let's have a look at the squad now. The goalkeepers, Manuel Neuer, Anders Stolstagen, Bird Leno and Kevin Trapp. Defenders, Mats Hummels, Joram Botang, Joshua Kimmich, Jonas Hector, Antonio Rudiger, Niklas Schuler, Marvin Plattenhardt, Matthias Ginder, and Jonathan Ta. Midfielders Tony Cruz, Thomas Muller, Sami Khadira, Mr. Tozil, Julian Draxler, Ilki Gunjagon, Leroy Gorotska, Sebastian Rudy, Julian Brandt, and of course, Marco Royce. Personally, I feel so happy for Marco Royce because I just love this player and he has been so, so unlucky to miss out on World Cup 2014 and Euro 2016 by getting injured just days before the World Cup started. I just hope he makes it here in Russia and has a cracking World Cup. The forward line includes three players, Timo Werner, Mario Gomez and Niels Pettersson. Now, if you look at the players who missed out on this squad, three huge names come up. First one is of course the biggest name of all, Mario Goetze, the, the man who scored the winning goal for Germany at the Maracana Stadium four years ago wasn't selected. And many people weren't happy, but you can't blame Love here, can you? Goetze has been struggling for health, uh, with health issues and injuries recently and hasn't had enough minutes with Dortmund. To be fair, Love couldn't have done anything more, it gave him time to prove his fitness and Godza couldn't. Other big names missing are Andro Scherler. Well, that was the duo of Andro Scherler and Godza who combined together to, set, for, to score the goal at the Maracana Stadium. Scherler too has been struggling with form in the Dortmund team recently and wasn't selected. But the player who would be really disappointed would be Sandro Wagner of Bayern München. Why you ask? Well, the lad has been in decent form and he even took a transfer from Hoffenheim to Munich in Jan of January of 2018 to push a place, sorry, to push for a place on the plane to Russia. But Joachim Lau trusted Mario Gomez and Niels Pettersson of Freiburg as backups to Warner. Sorry, Sandro. So now that we have looked at the squad and the recent history of the Mannschaft, Let's look at the group in which Germany has been pitted for the World Cup 2018. So Germany has been drawn in Group F along with Mexico, Sweden and South Korea. This seems like an easy group on paper in which Germany shouldn't have any problem stopping. But it's the World Cup, you know, the beauty of the World Cup. Remember last time when Costa Rica, Uruguay, Italy and England were drawn together and then Costa Rica claimed the top spot and qualified, you know, it's a magic, anything can happen. So, let's discuss the teams in the group. 
Now, let's start with Mexico. Mexico is a very interesting team to talk about. Uh, they qualified for the 7th straight World Cup. They did so by topping the CONCACAF qualifying group in Northern America. And I think this is their 16th World Cup that they are participating in. I think only 4 teams have participated in more World Cups in Mexico. Uh, this time around, though Mexicans are really optimistic about their chances for this Russia 2018 tournament, they do believe that they can go all the way and actually win it. Well, that's a bold claim, but you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Winning the Olympics gold in London 2012 was probably the biggest event in Mexican football history. And now they want to supersede that with that of the World Cup glory. Uh, to do that, first Mexico has to reach the quarterfinals. That's where Mexico have been failing consistently. In the last six tournaments, they have qualified from the group stages to the round of 16, but they just couldn't go past it, uh, whatever factor may be. Mostly, it has been some dramatic uh, ending to the game. Last time, we do remember the Huntelar penalty after a foul on Robin, which, is, which Mexicans still argue that it was a dive. So, let's now look into the team of Mexico. So, the Mexican team fly to Russia under the leadership of Juan Carlos Osorio, their coach. The goalkeeping department still does belong to Guillermo Ochoa. Wait, you guys remember him, right? The, the tall lad with curly hair who single-handedly kept Brazil out for a 0-0 draw with Mexico. Yes, that's whom I'm talking about. Defense is still guarded by Hector Moreno, though he is getting old, but still has enough power in his legs to help out his national team. Midfield still has Hector Herrera, who has been playing in the Mexican national team for many years now. But attackers is the department where Mexicans are really, really optimistic about. First one is upcoming star, Mexican star Herving Lozano. Now, Herving Lozano was bought by PSV Eindhoven in the summer of 2017 and he had a stellar season. Wait, to tell that he had a stellar season would actually be an understatement. He scored 17 goals and assisted 8 more. Yes, that's for a young player for his first season in European football, getting involved in 25 goals for his team. He is a right-footed left winger, but PSV use him on both flanks and one can say he's been uh, quite effective from both sides. At times, PSV also have used him as a centre forward or a playing just behind the striker. If played on the left, he likes to cut in and then either take a shot if he has an opportunity or then play through ball for the strikers. If deployed on the right, he tries to, you know, hug the touchline, try to beat the fullback and then get to the byline and put a cross in. But having seen uh, some of his play recently, I can say that he doesn't tend to float the ball, you know, float those aerial crosses into the box and then wait for some tall striker to head the ball in. He generally tries to cut the ball back and then he plays it across the goal or near the edge of the box with a low hard cross. He waits for some of the strikers or the late arriving midfielders to finish the job. Now, in the Mexican team, one would have to uh, guess who is in the centre-forward role to make full use of Lozano's abilities. Yes, you guessed it right. Mexico's highest goal scorer, Hernandez, Chicharito Hernandez. 
Now Javier Hernandez was bought by United in 2010 for from Chivas. He was a fan favorite at Old Trafford and scored many important goals, most of them coming from the bench. And being a United fan, I really loved Hernandez. But LVG came in and then the two didn't come get along and then he was shipped you know, shipped out to Real Madrid on loan. And then next season he went to Bayer Leverkusen in Bundesliga. Well, he was quite a success in Bundesliga that season, but next season was again very tough for him. But last last summer West Ham came in and took him back to England. But ever since Slaven Bilic's departure in late 2017, Chicharito has found found minutes really hard to come by and has struggled for form. He has just scored eight goals in the Premier League this season. He's getting older, but still Mexico uh, hopes uh, are still pinned on Chicharito to take them forward. Now, will he continue to do that now in the this World Cup? We'll have to wait and watch. Next team in Germany's group is Sweden. Hmm, Sweden. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word Sweden? For me, it's of course the one thing and only Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the king, the god, probably the greatest ever player in Sweden's history. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic retired after two Euros 2016. To qualify for World Cup 2018, Sweden had a really tough group where uh, they had to face two heavyweights in France and the Netherlands but they came second behind France and uh, got in front of Netherlands just because of goal difference uh, as if it was not enough they had to face giants Italy in the playoffs no one gave them a chance to be honest they were the minnows and then Italy it was expected that Italy would just thrash them and then come into the world cup Italy themselves had finished second in the group consisting Spain but what happened next was big big upset probably the biggest upset of the whole qualifying campaign in Europe they defeated Italy 1-0 over two legs keeping clean sheet against the attack of Italy for 180 minutes was really really remarkable now let's see uh, the, the squad of the Swedish national team Sweden fly to Russia under the guidance of their coach Jan Andersen. In defense, Andrea Granqvist has been an ever-present figure, but Viktor Lindelof in the past two seasons has been a very able partner for him. Being a United fan, I've been, you know, quite impressed with Lindelof. He had a few initial months where he was, you know, looking very bad, but he was just settling into the Premier League. He came from a Portuguese league and it was not easy for him. towards the end of the season he was quite impressive well you know moving over to the midfield of sweden sebastian larsson has been there since a long long time and finally has found an able partner in jakob johansson in the center of midfield but one player you know who sweden hope will uh, really rely on is emil forsberg now emil forsberg plays for rb leipzig in bundesliga Yes, yes, he is the teammate of Timo Werner. And he uh, now Forsberg starts on the left of midfield or the left of the attacking three. But his ability to to find those little pockets of space between the midfield and the defense of the opponent is truly remarkable. He generally takes it uh takes the space between the 
you know takes the space in the left hand channel and then has the ability to either put a through ball in for an overlapping fullback or the through ball for the striker or, or take a shot himself now he as he was a teammate of Timo Werner and Timo Werner's movement of the ball was really really good he was really good at running behind the defenders the two of them combined to great effect and took Leipzig to second place in the season 2016-17 but the 2017-18 season was hindered by injuries and bad form for him but it won't actually matter to Sweden and Swedish people they'll hope that he finds his best form in Russia if we look at the attack of Swedish team Marcus Berg and Ola Toivanen generally lead the line for Sweden in a 4-4-2 system a Swedish team is a huge team they are they consist of players with great height advantage and then they can really hurt the opponent in the set piece plays and they are a very solid team to beat they sit deep they are very systematic they maintain their shape and then the moment they get a chance they break out quickly and try to hurt the opponent now next team to talk about is south korea now south korea qualified to russia 2018 by the skin of their teeth in AFC third round qualification where they were pitted with the likes of Syria, Uzbekistan, China and Qatar along with Asian heavyweights Iran they finished second but just just they finished second because Iran drew with Syria on the last day of qualification that proved very important for Korea as they qualified directly for the World Cup and Syria were sent to the playoffs they fa- but they failed to beat Iran in the two matches Uh, in the qualifying campaign losing away 1-0 at Tehran and then drawing 0-0 at Seoul in the friendlies that followed the world cup qualifiers south korea have struggled really badly there as well uh in the last five friendlies they have won just two and you know that two against lowly latvia and recently against honduras just day before yesterday they lost to bosnia and herzegovina uh, 3-1-2 If you look at South Korea squad it's a young team it's a new generation of players who have a lot to achieve but after reaching the semi finals of 2002 world cup i think south korea have heavily underachieved in the following tournaments they have a squad capable of far more things than what they did in fact you know uh, they haven't won a single world cup match since the 2010 world cup I think it was June 2010 when they last won a World Cup match. So, if they want to do something in this tournament, if they want to just gather some points, let alone win some game, they'll have to look towards one player, one their star player, Hwang Min Son, for some inspiration. Now, as a Premier League fan who follows the Premier League matches very closely, Hwang Min Son had a stellar season for Tottenham Hotspur. I have seen him. tear apart defenses especially at home and his ability to shoot from li- both right feet uh, right foot and left foot has been exceptional the spurs attacker has the ability to carry the team forward run with the ball and then even has a great eye for a pass too so south korea will hope that young min son brings his spurs form to the world cup as well and then give them some hope So guys now it's time for some prediction well to be honest i'm not a big fan of this prediction thing 
because it's a world cup anything can happen but you know for the fun of it let's have it so i think the mannschaft will top the group without much trouble south korea will come fourth but for the second place i think it will be decided on the last day of the group match games when sweden will meet mexico it's going to be really tight you know sweden are a hard side to beat as i said earlier and mexico well they have the experience of qualifying from the group stages i think that will come into picture and they just nick a result against sweden and go into the round of 16 so according to me group f will lie as first germany second mexico third sweden and fourth south korea so guys i think we have come to the end of the first episode of our podcast football bloody hell second episode of football bloody hell will be out as soon as yokim love announces the final 23 squad for russia 2018 i think they also have one more friendly game left with saudi arabia on 8th of june uh, i actually watched today's match with austria and germany and though germany were resting some of their big players in defense particularly hummels and botang they really struggled against a very energetic austrian team particularly in the second half the likes of arnatovic pressed them really hard and forced them into making mistakes well no that's for another part in the second episode we'll talk about germany's team selection their tactics their starting 11s their yokim love's preparation for germany before the world cup the team mentality how come germans always have this strong mentality where they perform in a great way in every tournament everything else so guys uh, it was pleasure talking to you all and you can find me on twitter at my twitter handle fpl_prashant fpl_prashant you can also find the link of this episode of the pod as well as the future episodes of the pod on my twitter handle itself you can also uh, search on soundcloud and search football bloody hell and then you can uh, listen to all the episodes of the pod uh, guys this was my very first pod and i would be very glad if you could you know give me your valuable feedback uh, uh, regarding this pod what went well what can we what can be improved i would be really really grateful also for the next pod if you have any questions regarding germany or anything regarding group f you can put them in the reply section of twitter okay guys see you all bye oh wait i just won't let you go uh, i'll sign off with my favorite sports song of all time enjoy bisbald <laughs> Lifting as we lose our inhibition, celebration.
nation, it surrounds us. Every nation, all around us. Sing forever young, singing songs of the Nicholas song. Let's rejoice in the beautiful game. And together at the end of the day, we all say, when I get older, I will be stronger. They'll call me freedom, just like a waving flag. Rejoice in the beautiful game And together at the end of the day We all say when I get 